0: But I have a feeling after those 30 days, our listeners will love their Bionic shoes so much they'll be ready to order another pair.
1: Use code the 15 at checkout for fifteen percent off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan.
0: Hey, Sarah. So we are here for one of our very fun more than mom episodes. We do these every other Sunday or so. They may or may not have to do with your life as a mom, but they will always be fun and fluffy. And today is no different. I'm excited.
1: I'm excited about this because we're doing a, this is our second time playing a little game <laughs> with
0: each other. Yep.
1: Called Would You Rather?
0: Would you rather, can I just say, this is like, it's resurfaced as a a family classic, even with my kids. It's like, anyone can pass the time doing would you rathers. And this was your idea a year ago, almost exactly a year ago, we did this as a more than mom. um, And the questions were all over the map. Some have to do with parenting and kids, some don't. Um, And we had so much fun with it. So we're going to do it again with fresh new questions this time, and hopefully find a way for you guys to play along. So when you're listening to this, check our Instagram stories. And my hope is that we can do a little poll and you guys can follow along and answer these would you rathers, or at least you can just be yelling at your, you know, car speakers as you listen to us.
1: Oh my gosh, this (laughs) is so fun. And I I just had this super crazy memory. I think when we recorded this last year, my air conditioning was out at home and I had to go to my brother's house to record it. So I had this like very specific memory of sitting on my brother's bed recording this episode and laughing. So
0: I, not to just disagree, but I think we were at my parents' house and it was super hot and we were sitting in a bed together. then
1: I'm having like a total like flip-flop of okay you're right we were sitting at your parents house but there must have have been another episode yeah I'm sure that happened so this one there was probably a lot of hilarity involved with us sitting in the same room doing this one much hilarity
0: will ensue starting now
1: Sarah our sponsor Vionic is back today with their Vionic Vitals collection these shoes are the most essential styles for everyday wear to get us ready for spring which will be here before we know it We've already talked about my Uptown Loafers and Willa Slip-On Flat and your Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, but this collection also includes the Walk 23 Classic Sneaker. That is that unapologetic dad sneaker style that's so popular right now. And I was just thinking having all four styles would basically be like having a spring capsule wardrobe for
0: your feet. Oh my gosh, that is actually such a genius idea, Megan. I love where you're going with this. You know, high quality shoes are such a classy way to elevate your wardrobe and the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection really can be worn in your everyday mom life, whether you're running errands or dressing up for an occasion.
1: Yeah. And let's talk about the comfort factor, Sarah. Vionic actually got started by revolutionizing medical orthotics. Today, they continue to use that science to make cute and comfortable shoes that can keep up with our active lifestyles.
0: Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet.
1: This episode is sponsored by Olive in June. And Sarah, I am just so grateful that I have mastered the art of doing my nails at home. When I look down at my cute manicure, I feel a little more pulled together, no matter how crazy life is at the moment. Thankfully, Olive & June's Manny system makes it so easy and affordable to make Manny time a regular part of my weekly routine.
0: Well, I know the feeling, Megan, and I think it's so fun that with Olive & June, you get to customize your Manny system with your choice of six polishes, plus their top coat is included. So Katie on our team says that she has lately been layering some of their iridescent colors over their gel-like polishes, and the final result looks super shimmery and pretty. I might have to try that this spring. Yeah.
1: And Olive and June press-ons are another cool option. They look so real and I think it would be a great way to test out another nail shape. A long almond shape is popular right now and I'm kind of curious what that would look like on me.
0: Okay. Well, keep me posted on that one. Listeners visit oliveandjune.com slash the mom hour for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash T-H-E-M-O-M-H-O-U-R for 20% off your first Manny system.
1: Okay, Sarah, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Would you rather start your day without coffee... Or start the day knowing you'll be forced to stay up till 3 a.m.
0: I mean, those are both horrible things in my world. You're so mean. I'm so sorry.
1: I'm (laughs) so sorry to lead with that. But I just know that you're cringing. Yeah. Thinking about either of those things being true.
0: So I would say all other things being equal, I would rather start the day knowing I have to stay up till 3 a.m. and just have my coffee as normal. And then I'd probably have some more coffee later in the afternoon. And, you know, I could stay up till 3 a.m., if I needed to, wanted to, I have done it in the past.
1: You have, but I think the reason I I phrased the question this way is that you'd be forced to.
0: Yeah, I know. And <laughs> But you
1: can continue to drink coffee all night long if you right, have to, right. you know?
0: And yeah. my thing with coffee is it's absolutely essential for my existence, but I don't actually drink a whole lot of it. I just, when I need it one in the morning and one in the afternoon, I really, really need it. Um, so I think, you know, I, I think staying up till three o'clock would be more like, Ugh, why are you making me do this? And I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to, but the, the devastating results of starting the day without coffee are, <laughs> must be avoided Devast- at all costs. Okay. So That's what would so the, you have to answer this, but I'm, I'm curious what the equivalent would be for you. Cause first of all, Well, you I always coffee. start my day
1: with, I always start my day with tea, but the funny thing is neither one of these things bothers me that
0: much. Right. So to you, this would be, would you rather
1: Start yeah. your day without
0: tea or know that you have to get up at 5 a.m. the next day? Would that be the equivalent?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that would be the equivalent. And I think I'd rather start my day without tea. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can yeah. see Being that. Being forced
1: to wake up at 5 does not appeal.
0: No, I could see that. I'd
1: do it if I had to, but sure. I, would want me, it would, I would want it to be me that decided. Yes. You know, not <laughs> like some external force. Right.
0: So. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I have a fun one to start. Okay. Would you rather... Spend the day at a nude beach, nude, somewhere where you don't know anybody. <laughs> Darn it. I thought maybe you were going to leave
1: that part out. Okay. No.
0: Somewhere where you don't know anybody, but there would be people around. You're just, okay. it's like pretty safe to assume you don't know anybody there. Um, or spend the day at your hometown beach wearing a skimpy, and I mean significantly skimpy bikini. Like you're wearing, you're, you're legally covered, mm. but barely. This is terrible (laughs) so I've had sort
1: of the equivalent in that I have gone to spas before where they're clothing optional and you feel really kind of weird getting in like the communal Mm -hmm. hot tub area in clothing and I was able to force myself to be at least a little bit okay with being naked sort of in front of other people so I think I would do the nude beach and I would just lay on my towel the whole time and never get up
0: Okay, I think I would too. I think it's a very interesting conundrum.
1: The other thing is, if I wore a really skimpy bikini on the beach in my hometown, there's a good chance I wouldn't see anybody. Like if I, like if I went to the beach and it wasn't like a, like there's also a really good chance I wouldn't see anyone I know at the beach in my hometown.
0: Oh, see, I think of your town as like you see people you know everywhere you go.
1: You can, but you don't necessarily. Like I could easily go to the beach and it's all tourists.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So, and I do think that these days it is becoming acceptable for women of all ages and sizes to wear really skimpy bikinis. So it's becoming less like, you don't know people aren't like really watching you the way that you think they might be. Right. So maybe I would just wear the skimpy bikini.
0: And it's much more about like both in both scenarios, it's much more about your comfort level necessarily than, I mean, in both cases there are people around you and people are going to think what people are going to think. So it's really like, how would you be least uncomfortable spending the day I'm actually not sure either I think I could go either way
1: I think the nude beach the only reason I'd feel slightly more comfortable there is that everybody is not dressed the same yeah and there's no judgment attached to like
0: what you're wearing because the the playing field has been leveled where you know a 40 year old mom in a skimpy bikini would carry you know would just be like a loaded yeah thing whereas well around
1: here I will say. 40 year old moms wear really skimpy bikinis all the time. I just don't partake. Mm. I am not one of those moms and I have not worn a bikini, a true bikini in a very, very, very long time. So that would be like such a jump. Like that would be such a departure from what I would usually wear on the beach in my own hometown. This is impossible. We have to choose one, though. That's the rules.
0: Yeah, that is the rule. So did you come? Which one? Which one did you? I'm going nude beach. I think I am.
1: too. I think after an hour, I'd get used to it and I'd be totally fine. Whereas <laughs> I, do, I think after an hour on my hometown in a skippy bikini, I still wouldn't have achieved, achieved comfort.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't feel like yourself. Right. Exactly. Whereas The other would just be. Yeah, I think I think I'm coming down on the same for me.
1: All right. Well, let's do it. Let's plan a trip to nude beach. <laughs> let's not. I can't go with someone I know. It'd have to be so like I'd have to be alone. Yeah. All right. I've got a fun one for you. And when I answer, I have to answer for the exact same. I think I should have to answer for the exact same um specifics. Okay. Circumstances. Okay. Would you rather lead a glitter craft party for Violet and six of her friends or put on a homemade fireworks display? <laughs> we are <laughs> recording this on the fourth of July. We so are. this is appropriate. Here's the caveat. For the craft party, you have to let Violet and her friends choose all the materials. And that's
0: going to probably be a lot of
1: glitter. And for the fireworks party, you would have to let a 13 year old boy choose the fireworks so you cannot get away with sparklers and snakes. Right.
0: It's a real deal. It's a real deal. Okay, well, we're setting aside reality because everything is illegal in California. So I have never I've never like touched homemade. Fireworks. You can come to Indiana or Michigan, right? Exactly. I yeah. do remember from my Chicago days, like people driving across the border and getting fireworks in Wisconsin or Indiana. And but here, fire danger is such a real thing that like nobody does this. But setting that aside, I got to go glitter party. Even even as because I, it's a
1: well-established fact that you hate glitter.
0: It is a well-established fact that I hate glitter. And Violet is a very high-maintenance uh, artist, and this sounds <laughs> very challenging. But I feel like. It, it, it's a more known quantity for me. And I feel like no matter how hard the cleanup was, it it would get done. Like it's a, I, whereas the fireworks, I feel like there's too many unknowns. There's too yeah. many, too many crazy things could happen. So okay, I'm going with so, the lighter party.
1: So he, this is interesting for me. I, I have a real conundrum here. I hate homemade fireworks. They scare the crap out of me. Yeah. Like they always have since I was a little kid. They terrify me. However, it sounds more fun <laughs> than leading a glitter craft party for Violet and six of her friends. Like I really, to me, that sounds like such a level of torture that I think I would take the very real fear of the homemade <laughs> fireworks display because at least I would be enjoying myself to some degree, even if it was just the novelty of it. Like I feel like I never want to do a glitter craft party again. Yeah, like ever.
0: Maybe it's so because even I am though still I might kind shoot of a finger it.
1: off. Right. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I might literally lose a finger, but I think I'd still go with the fireworks. Party. Would
0: you rather have all of your digits or and have to use the crafting
1: or only have four, but you never have to craft? I mean, I don't know.
0: I don't know. This brings new, new levels to our um, <laughs> hatred of fun. Oh my gosh. Have you let your, your boys or like, is that a thing? Like. Homemade fireworks?
1: um, Not a thing I participate in. So we've been to a couple, like, parties where some adult dudes are Uh setting off fireworks, and that's just as bad. Like, I want to (laughs) leave. I actually feel like if it was me leading, like, me doing it, I would do it safer than I see it happen a lot. Yeah. Because there are certain things you could do that make it pretty safe, like— you don't run at like you don't point bottle rockets at people. That's just an example. You make sure you give yourself enough long enough wick. Like there's things that you can do. And I'm sure I would read up on it. Um, I do not allow my kids to purchase like the wizzy ones that zip all over the place. And like, you know, yeah, they can do sparklers. They, I've let them do some of the minor ones that kind of like spark and go up in the air. That, yeah. That are just kind of boring. That said, I'm not naive. Like, I know they've probably been around them. Yeah. Because they're everywhere. And like around here, people set them off all summer long.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm kind of remembering actually Arizona had had a a culture of fireworks different than I had grown up with. But my kids were so little. We were at a few parties where it was just sparklers. But I do think that was a thing there. I just think we weren't partaking of it cuz we didn't grow up there and our kids were little when we were there. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: It's around. I grew up around it. Yeah. Afraid. Yeah. I grew up afraid.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, it is scary. Well, I live in the land of wildfires, so right. um yeah, and just like the personal injury aspect of it too. Um both like, yeah. Okay. Um well, last this week, uh, earlier this week on Tuesday, we talked about other people's babies and kids and caring for, you know, babies that aren't our own. So this question is kind of a little bit inspired along those lines. And so in this question, you have to imagine that throughout the years of your active mothering, you have like a perma kid who's stuck at an age. So I realize this is like, you know, that's the premise here you still have other kids, you still have your regular life, but you for, for the entirety of your active mothering years, you have a kid who is stuck at one of the following ages and you choose. Would you rather it be three weeks old, a year and a half old, or three years old?
1: Oh boy. Well, not 18 months can go right out the window. I thought for a second I was gonna say three weeks, but the problem is that they never do anything. Yeah. And you'd be breastfeeding forever. <laughs> I
0: know. And you're for the rest of your life. Yeah. And, so And it's really oh, hard to get other things done with a yeah. three week old. So I think I would say three
1: years, and it's because they're still babe. There's still so much baby in a three-year-old, but they're interesting. They're talkative. They do stuff. Yeah. They happily will play with other people sometimes and give you a little bit of a break or you can like set them up with an activity. I just think the other two would be untenable.
0: So this, I don't know how I arrived at this, but I am going with the 18-month-old. And I know that's Whoa. so weird because one-year-olds are... They are the worst with a capital W as we've established on this show, but also we love them. I think the reason why is three-year-olds are also kind of the worst in a lot of ways. And I yeah. think in this imaginary scenario, for first of all, it would not be a three-week-old. That one went right out the window for me for the reasons we mentioned. And also you don't get, there's not, they're not quite as much fun. Like they're not they even smiling yet. yet. Yeah, yeah. They don't. They don't interact
1: really. Yeah, I mean, the, the
0: part that is fun is the newness and the specialness and the fact that you're yeah. no longer pregnant and the fact that this is a new person in your family. That's fun, but to have like it That would get old. That would get old, <laughs> and and all the other things we mentioned. Um, between an eighteen-month-old and a three-year-old, they're both really, really challenging. I think I like the eighteen-month-old, even though I think that's such a hard stage. And when I say one-year-olds are the worst, it's tongue-in-cheek because you know, we don't actually hate one-year-olds, but there's babies still. They have predictable nap schedules. And I was going to
1: say the napping is a big one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're on a predictable nap schedule. They're very portable. You can even still wear them. Um, and they are communicative enough. Whereas a three-year-old, the battle of wills and the stubbornness of a three-year-old and the almost the mental gymnastics it takes to reason with a three-year-old. I feel like I couldn't do that for an extended amount of time.
1: And doesn't it so depend on the kid too?
0: It does. And one-year-olds and three-year-olds have a lot in common, actually, I think. Yeah. They're, it's like it's like the next round of the same things, which is this quest for independence and all this other stuff. So both would be hard, but I am going with an 18-month-old and you're going with a, a perma I'm go with three. A I'm same with a perma three. Yep.
1: Okay so the funny thing about this game is it it's fun but it makes me really uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> is it like anxiety producing a little
1: bit? Yes because I'm thinking about like what it actually would be like to you know be on a nude beach or like throw a fireworks party or have a three-year-old for the rest of my life. (laughs) Um, And like, it actually gives me some like, like stress. I forgot about that.
0: So what's funny, you know, those dreams that you have where it's like a kind of a bad dream or a stress dream and you wake up and you're you're automatically in a good mood because you realize that the dream is not true. So maybe this will have that effect. You'll get off of recording and you'll be like, oh my gosh, my life is so great. So great because none of, I don't actually have to choose between any of these things. I think I also take this game (laughs) a little too seriously.
1: Like I feel like by... the, would you rather I'm actually being forced into doing one of these things. And I have to remind myself that this is pretend.
0: Um, there is a great line from 30 rock, which is one of my favorite all time TV shows where Kenneth, who I know is not your favorite character on that show. He's a little over the top, but he said, Oh, I don't like hypothetical situations. It's like lying to your brain. (laughs) So that (laughs) is what we, (laughs) um, that is what we are doing. We are lying. We are lying to our to our brains
1: and our emotions. Yes. Yeah.
0: All right, Megan, my next would you rather is it's, it's built upon a premise that I'm going to pause and explain real quick. Cause you and I have talked about this, I think on the show, there is a recurring dream that multiple people have. I didn't know that everybody had that or not everybody, but that this is a common recurring dream until I was an adult till you and I talked about it. Um, but it is a recurring dream where you discover rooms of your house that you do didn't know were there now mm. let's just pause and say you've had this dream correct something like this i have this dream all the time and have you talked to other people about this as a recurring dream yes okay mm-hmm. and i do get a
1: surprising number of people saying they have the dream too so for me it can also be other things like i'm in my yard and i discover like a like a like an old shed in the back that's like this cool like greenhouse it's all covered over an ivy like i have extremely detailed dreams. Or sometimes I even dream it about other people's houses. Like I'm in my aunt's house and I find that there's this wing or this attic I didn't know existed and I get to go explore. It's one of my favorite kinds of dreams to have.
0: So I have also had this. And for me, I don't know if the emotional feeling of the dream is the same for you, but for me, it is mostly a positive thing. It's like, it's like a huge, like, eye opening, like, what the heck? How did I not know? It's like a, behind a door, there's this really expansive section of my house that I didn't know existed. And there's this underlying feeling of why didn't I know this was here? That's a little unsettling, but, but if it's, you know, 20% unsettling, it's 80% like exciting. Like, oh my gosh, I could do so much with this, but yet how did I not know this was here? And I always wake up a little disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't actually exist. Yeah. So that was a little side note. Listeners, you'll have to let us know if you also have this dream. I know my mom has it and we didn't discover that we both had those types of dreams. I didn't really know it was a thing till more recently, the last few years. So this uh, Would You Rather kind of rests on this premise. So in this Would You Rather, you wake up, only this is true. There is actually a part of your home or your yard you can pick with really expansive unused available space that you can decorate it can even have some furniture in it it's you wake up from the stream and that is true would you rather that be true or would you rather wake up and discover you have a bank account that you forgot about that has $10,000 in it
1: oh without a question i take the house okay because the way that i dream it it's always extremely elaborate and amazing and awesome. So, just the feeling of having that be true is worth way more than $10,000 to me. But also, I could never recreate the, what I dream about with $10,000. Yeah. This would be like a hundred to $1 million dollar, a hundred thousand to million dollar addition to a house because it's always just so cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I feel the same way. And we could play with the dollar amount and see if that changed things. But for me, I think if I woke up and discovered a pot of money, I forgot existed, I would probably do something really responsible with it. (laughs) You know,
1: it would be like, yay, I can pay my credit card. Yeah, I can get get a new roof. Exactly. Right.
0: (laughs) Whereas um, this discovery of something that you that you didn't create it or buy it or go out and get it it just was there all along so i feel like did you tell me that it's supposed to represent like untapped opportunity when you I ha- think so. i think i looked it up one time yeah. and yes it represents
1: like the promise of something new or like exciting yeah yeah and opportunity
0: well i would also i would also take the house but
1: yeah that feeling of just so it was just so it's like I remember having dreams when I was a little kid that I would wake up and my entire room was filled with toys. I remember having Aww. that dream. And like that feeling, not just of the toys, but of how unexpected it was. Uh-huh. And like, I didn't, how, where did, how did they get here? And now I have all these things to play with. Like, that's the feeling yes. that a dream about that, that room in your house or that wing in your house. For me, it's typically like a wing or a yeah, four. Um, that's the feeling it, it encompasses and it's worth a lot to me.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Is yours always furnished? Sometimes mine yep. is unfurnished. Mine is almost always furnished, like it's or or it looks like I could move in. Yeah.
1: Like I'm like in the process of moving in, but usually it's furnished.
0: Yeah, mine is sometimes kind of unfurnished but always ready to be like the most exciting part is thinking about oh my gosh I could turn this into you know an office or this like what could I do with this space it's not usually elaborately like decorated and furnished it's usually more blank slate-ish even if there's some furniture it's more about what would I do to this space Mm. so neat kind of fun
1: all right this next one's not so fun (laughs) no I apologize okay Sarah we just talked about you know toddlers and all that and messes so this this just wraps it all up (laughs) would you rather change a full-on poopy toddler diaper and i mean when they get to the point where their poop smells like grown yeah human poop yeah or clean up dog poop on your rug
0: i think i would rather clean up dog poop even though I, I like babies more than I like dogs usually. Um, but there's something about the human end of a squirmy toddler that's that like with dog poop, the dog has moved on and you just have to face the poop. <laughs> yes. Whereas with a toddler, you are dealing with the person as well as the poop and they're moving and kicking and sweating and you've got to, you've got to get the new diaper. And so I think I'm going dog poop. I think I agree.
1: Okay. Now. The the rug part does add a fibrous <laughs> challenge. Yeah. It does involve cleaning product, which yes. could add challenge. But not only all the things you said, the squirminess, the sweating, like the fact that it becomes like an aerobic activity, but also there is something so disgusting about toddler diapers. Not only because like a toddler is like, they eat like normal humans yeah. and their poop reflects that, but like, they sit in it and squish it and it gets everywhere. And it's like, that's one of those things that while I was in the thick of doing all that, um, I didn't appreciate how awful it was. (laughs) And then now when I see a mom having to like change a toddler diaper, I just feel, and I know for them it's just routine and it doesn't matter. Right. Right. But like it takes me back to that place where I'm like, oh my goodness. That's
0: yeah. No, yeah. Thank you. No, especially yeah. when they're on the older end of toddler. You know, yes. your kids who are potty training at three, and that's you know that is not to shame any three year olds. That we don't like. No. It's not like we're making our three year olds feel bad about the poopy diaper. We're putting on a brave face. But in hindsight, that is not pleasant. Now I have an addendum to this one, which is oh what about cat pee on the carpet versus a toddler diaper? I take a toddler diaper.
1: I would take a toddler diaper, <laughs> <laughs> a toddler diaper over cat pee. Cat pee is the worst it is it the smell will not come out of anything it's really difficult to get rid of yeah and then once they do it once like they'll just keep going back to that spot so yeah
0: yeah I've had that problem. Yes, I have too at various times. Okay, I think I know how you're going to answer this one, but I I don't know for sure. So here we go. Would you rather have a huge surprise birthday party thrown for you? And I mean, you are walking in completely stone cold surprised. You had no idea, not even a hint. And like everyone you've ever known is there for better or for worse. Like you didn't get to vet the guest list or drop any hints. This is like, you are blown over with surprise or have everybody forget your birthday one year and not say anything all day.
1: I mean, I think we know the answer to this. (laughs) I don't even have, it doesn't even have to be a, would you rather please someone throw a huge surprise birthday party for me? (laughs) Yeah. If everyone forgot my birthday, like, and I don't expect everyone or even most people to remember my birthday. I'm not one of those people who gets like offended if like I'm your sort of good friend and you don't know it's my birthday or you didn't notice on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. But if literally everyone forgot my birthday, I
0: would cry. Yeah. I mean. It would make me feel terrible. It would be sad. But for me, a surprise party would be worse. I, I'm not surprised by that. I know. I know. As I was writing this, I was like, well, this is just too illustrative it's, it's, yeah. of our personalities. Right. But I don't know. I mean, maybe there's still some awkwardness built into a large surprise birthday party. Sure. And, and I, mean, I know and extroverts I, yeah. who st- still don't like the idea of a surprise party. So ha- has anyone ever done it?
1: Has anyone ever thrown a surprise party for me? A couple times. Yeah. I had a
0: surprise dinner thrown for me a few years ago. That was easy. Like that
1: was, it was just close friends. And were you genuinely really surprised? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. I genuinely was. And, uh, I think my 16th birthday party was a surprise, but like somehow my stepmom had asked a friend of mine to pull it together for her or like to invite everybody. Then this friend got mad at me. <laughs> And, like, didn't invite anybody. So then my stepmom had to go find a bunch of randos because she really didn't know exactly who my best friends were. She just kind of had this idea. So it was a really weird group of people. (laughs) That's, That's what I do remember. Like, it was this really odd group of people that weren't my closest friends. They were, like, kids from school that my stepmom probably thought were my close friends because she, like, we were in, like, plays together and stuff. But it was people who'd never been to my house before. There was, like, a couple people that were actually close friends of mine, but, like, most weren't. And then all like my really good friends mostly were not there. It was a little odd, but I still loved it. And yeah, it was nice. Okay. I I liked the the fact that I was thought of. Yeah. Like that was meaningful to me. Yeah. That someone put in the effort. Yeah.
0: um, Yeah. I would probably choose. It's only one birthday that everybody has to forget one day. I, <laughs> actually, I really like my birthday as a sort of introspective, like, myself. Like I I wouldn't want that every year, but I think I could handle, I would, I think I would rather just one year and it would be sad, but I really, really just cannot face the thought. Have you Ever had a surprise surprise party thrown? For you? So my 18th birthday, the party itself, the fact that it was happening was not a total surprise. So I think what happened is my mom and a couple of my best friends said, "We're gonna, um, we're gonna ha- do something on Friday night for your birthday." It was my actual birthday, um, but you don't, you know, you don't have to do anything or plan anything. So just be ready. And then the the they were it was very sweet. They did a dinner at my house with a bunch of friends, and then we I think we maybe got a limo or something. And we went around, Oh, we went around and picked up our friends at their different houses and came, ha- came back and had a really nice dinner. And I think just the circumstances and the little details were all a surprise. And so I was just yeah. told show up and that I can handle that. I can totally handle yeah. that. Like, here's what to did, wear Here's control. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And I, I think most of all, I didn't have to walk into a room and have everyone look at me for my reaction. That's pretty much like the worst That's part like of nightmare it for, for me. You. Yeah. That is the nightmare. It. Doesn't bother me at all, so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it doesn't surprise me. It does not surprise me, but they were different on that one. And I have a feeling we might be different on this last one, too. Okay. Okay. So, Sarah, would you rather take a job you're a little bit underqualified for or a job you're way overqualified for? Uh, Is it, like, the rest of my life job? I mean, you'd have to be there. You'd have to be there for, like, a year at least. Okay. This would be your career, not just, like, I'm going to do this for, you know.
0: Ah, that is so hard. Neither, both. Um,
1: Because I know it makes you really uncomfortable to not feel like you know and can do a good job. And
0: I really like exceeding expectations. Like I like it when people, but way overqualified would be kind of insulting and boring. So I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm going to go with I'd rather be overqualified probably. Especially if it's not the rest of my life. If we're talking the rest of my life, then that's probably different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would be opposite. I'd rather take a job. I'm a little bit underqualified for because I think I get a rush out of faking it a little bit Uh and trying to like beat the system or learn something I don't know. And like, I'm not really, I have this weird confidence where I feel like even if I take something on that I don't know how to do, I'll figure it out and still do really well. And that might not even always be true, but, but that confidence Mm -hmm. has gotten me, you know, It's allowed me to do some things that I really I'm totally not qualified for. Um, if I took a job I was way overqualified for, I think I would just be so bored.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think I probably would, too. I, I'm often driven by I like to do things well. So there, there would be a, there would be an element of satisfaction in like, you know, I can do this with my eyes closed. I can do right. this really, really well. But then you'd have to come to the point where is that how you want to spend your entire career? Um, And you've you've done a good job of like showing me the light of the other side. And like I do think I I take on things sometimes that I don't know how to do now, but it's not my natural place. So
1: the other question I guess that might change this a little bit. the, The caveat would be in the job you're a little bit underqualified for. Would it change things for you if you could pretty quickly become qualified? Or if it was, you would always be a little out of your league. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, if the that job would was something things. you could, where you could close the gap within like, like a year. Yeah. That might be that something would that you things. could do. But if it was all, if, if the stakes were always and expectations were always going to be just slightly above what you felt comfortable delivering on and that would never change. Yeah. I could see that. Yes, the, no,
0: that would be the game changer because I also like the feeling of mastering something new. You know, I don't always yeah. want to just It's not that I don't want a challenge, but that would be hard if I was never going to feel that mastery or that competence because I I do thrive on that. So, yeah, that would be a big game changer.
1: And I think for me, the thing that might change might sway me toward the job I'm overqualified for is if I could if I was there long enough and had enough freedom that I could start almost creating a new job within the job Mm -hmm. where I was like delegating to other people and mm-hmm. like giving myself more responsibilities. So like, there's always, you know, sure. or if you got, these.
0: if you were compensated so well that you had the freedom in the rest of your life to, to do those, like more outside, outside your league or outside the box things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you mm-hmm. had an easy job that paid a ton of money, then you'd have the rest of your freedom. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's always, caveats. there's always, there's always in other the game of, would you
0: rather, <laughs> well, I have a bonus one. Okay. And I didn't even write this down. It's an e. I I mean, it's a, it's not a, a, not a hard one to think about, but I am curious about your answer. Um, it was one that didn't make the list and then I just thought of it. Um, you at different times have hosted a lot of people for gatherings in your house and there's pros and cons to that. So my, would you rather is, would you rather have your house bursting at the seams, uncomfortably bursting at the seams, meaning you come out in the, Morning, and there's there's kids on the floor. There's people in sleeping bags. Like you have loaded up your house for a full week, or spend an entire week by yourself in your house with no kid, none of your kids, and none, you know, nobody coming to stay or visit. I'd rather be by myself for a week. Me too.
1: I I might have had a different answer at different phases of my life, but right now I have gotten used to being alone in my house, mm-hmm. and I quite like it. And sometimes I wish I had a little more alone time.
0: Okay. Uh, so I didn't so, know, I know you like a big family gathering, but I also know you and I've talked about like, it's not that we don't like to host, but there's something about when, just when your space isn't your own and there's like people mm-hmm. everywhere that that's hard. I wonder if that would change if I said a month or three months, like it month wh- would be way too long to yeah. be alone. So that at that yeah, point to be alone.
1: And, and I think for, for you said a weekend for people, I said a week, house, right? but a week for people in my house. Yeah. Yeah. That's too long. Yeah. I could do it for a, I could do it for a few days and that would be fun. But like for a whole week, every, my house packed way too long. But if we change it to a month, well, but then I'd have to also have a month with, you know, my house packed. Right. Right. I think it's still going with me. Maybe I'm yeah. getting like
0: changing in my older age. I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm definitely team home alone for a long time, but then at a certain point you want people around you, but then, yeah. but then you've got to be bursting at the seams. Okay. Right. Well, that was kind of a fun little bonus one that it was. I had meant to ask.
1: Well, this was really fun. And I have to say that now that we have talked about the fact that these are hypotheticals and I don't actually have to have a bunch of people in my house for a week or, you know.
0: Go to a nude beach with your
1: permanent (laughs) three-year-old. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You just made it so much worse. What if you combined all of them? With a bunch of fireworks going off all around me and, like, in a job that I don't like. (laughs) On
0: your birthday that everyone Um, (laughs) forgot. That everyone forgot. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Worst day ever. Um, Well, I would love for you guys to play along on Instagram. Check our stories. And if you have opinions, strong opinions on one of these, or if you have a would you rather that you want us to answer, hit us up. You can always email us hello at themomhour.com or come find us on on Instagram at the mom hour. And my goodness was really fun. We will be back on Tuesday. Hey everyone, Sarah here, Megan and I would absolutely love it. If you hit pause right now, right where you're listening and left the mom hour, a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, that's one of the absolute biggest ways you can thank us. And it really takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening in Apple podcasts, just navigate to the mom hours show listing. So not the episode you're listening to right now, but the kind of landing area for our show as a whole, and then scroll down to leave a rating or review. Thank you so much, Sarah.
1: I have been having just the best time making my new podcast, the teas made I launched back in November. And so far I've covered topics like staying warm on cold winter walks, nurturing creativity, how to be a great host, and even Nordic secrets to loving winter.